Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, friend. Hello. Hi. Uh, hi. That was to the podcast people, but like, hi to you as well. <laughs> to you too. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Okay. People who listen to my podcast, fabulous, wonderful friends who do it. And my mom occasionally. Um, you are in for a hella treat because Allison is not only like dope as fuck, she's funny. And we love funny because I don't know what people do with people who aren't funny, but I'm like, you are cardboard and I can't do it. So I try not to interview people who have no sense of humor because I literally, I really don't know how they exist in the world. Um, so that's a whole other tangent, but Allison is a coach. She's a fitness coach. She's my fitness coach. She ruins me four days a week and we love it. We love it. Like today, my butt is sore. The girl's butt is sore. It's fine. We build the peach. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I got lost on a tangent. So Allison is going to talk to us about, I don't know. It's, you know, it's always a surprise what we get into. We'll probably talk about fitness and the basics. I love your basics campaign. Um, oh, I love we're that. talking about it's Legos. It is a campaign. It really is. <laughs> Love it. So, hi. hi. Welcome. Tell Thanks us about you. Ooh, tell us something em- embarrassing about you. And okay. tell us how you got into fitness and coaching. Oh, man. Um, see, wasn't prepared for this. Could have had like a list of nope. a list of embarrassing moments here. You just swim. Um, Please don't fire me as a client after this. I'm- <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get stuck on this embarrassing thing for entirely too long. Um, yeah, I've nothing is God. That's, that's a great. There's something weird about you. I'll tell um, you something weird about me to take the pressure off when I'm bored. I name businesses in my head. Um, okay. I don't know what other people do in their brain downtime, but do you want to know what I would name okay. a pawn shop? What's up? Pawn father. <laughs> <laughs> Because we make you an offer you can't refuse, and we have two horse head statues right next oh, to the front wow. doors. <laughs> Come on, that's great. That's great. I have I had really that for that. a decade, and one of these days I'm gonna open a damn pawn shop just so I can use it. Call it Pawn Father. I'm really. Father. I would visit that. That sounds like it needs. A reality it can be show. a whole attraction. I would really be okay with that. I can buy Marlon Brando's skeleton. <sighs> Yeah. I mean, it's just probably in the ground. It's probably illegal. Yeah, maybe, but like, it's only <laughs> illegal if you get caught, right? <laughs> no, I think it's actually illegal. <laughs> I think it's just always illegal. I just always. don't have a problem until I get caught. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So something I do, I don't know if it's embarrassing, but like, yeah, weirdest. you know how like, you know how like when people have moments and they have to like write in their journal, like they write a letter to someone. Sure. And then, and then it's like, don't actually send it. Just like write it, like write it, rip it up and yeah. do that. Well, yeah. like I actually have conversations out loud with these people, but like, they're not in the room, right? Like they're not. Right. <laughs> and I do that a lot. That's like, so funny. It's it's kind of like intense how frequently I do it. Like I'm just trying to like have a conversation. Like I'm trying to work out this thing, but it's yeah. like writing it down. Like I just say these yeah. things. Like I, like in my head, like they're responding to me, and I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna like get <laughs> somebody's gonna, gonna knock on my door. Like, are you okay, honey? <laughs> are you doing? Are you doing well? <laughs> are you good? heard that you're talking to the voice that's so funny i'll tell you david does that i've never met someone my cat just knocked a crayon off the table <laughs> you're so rude <laughs> david talks to himself about what he's he does that and it is the weirdest shit i've ever heard he'll be in the bathroom talking to himself too. the whole time and i'm just like I do that. I got, I used to work in an office with someone and I would talk to my, it was just me and her in this room. And I would talk to myself while I'm working and she would get so irritated because she would not even like irritated because I was talking out loud, but like irritated because she didn't know if I was talking to her or not. And I almost never was. (laughs) Like never was. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm so uh, excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I like to narrate my life as I go about it. So I'll be like, feed the cat, feed the cat, 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 <laughs> which is probably weird as fuck. But anyway, I take care of people's mental health. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the worst of us do that. <laughs> it's <a real> joke. <laughs> People trust me with their mental health. And I'm like, feed the cat. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's actually a musical I'm in. <laughs> Starring me. I'm basically Lin-Manuel Miranda, where I was like, basically. you know, I should write a musical. Who's going to star in it gonna, this way? <laughs> missing all the songs. Thank you. Thank you very much. It actually revolves around me as the main character. Natch. Not Naturally. So uh, this is so fun already. <laughs> Everyone, you're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome for this. We're not going to do anything useful today. Fuck it. No. No. Nope. Talk about Pawn no. Father. <laughs> Which is such a good name. Oh, I this would also name it Chopsticks. I feel like that exists. Well, I'll burn theirs down. <laughs> Naturally. Because, again, it's only illegal if you can. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cannot use this podcast as evidence. No. <laughs> burn it all. Burn it all. Burn, burn, burn the podcast. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, how did you get into fitness? You have oh god, an athlete for a while. What you... a story! What a story! Um, yeah, it was. It's a bit of a story. You want like the short version or like no. the long, <laughs> depressing version? I want the long like... version. So does oh, everyone god. else? So yes, I had been in like athletic sports all throughout my childhood. I was a left-handed shortstop up till I was like. 13 and I was playing with boys like baseball I was playing with teenage boys um and then it got to the point where like the boys didn't want to grow in their league so I went to cheerleading stupid patriarchy like right 
I went to cheerleading and I was like, my dad was just like, what the hell? And I was like, bro, here we are. Um, <laughs> it was a surprise to me now. too. Yeah. Um, got into competitive cheerleading, obviously not like the football Which is hella athletic. Side. People don't even know. Yeah. It's terrifying, honestly. Like it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, the body's flying at you. Tried out for my college team and did not make it which ironically was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause what do you do after competitive college cheerleading? Like, what do you do? Cry after that. <laughs> Cry and <laughs> like, reminisce about the good old days. That. I don't know. Um, so then my dad, it was my freshman year of college. My dad was like, why don't you try out for the softball team? And I was like, bro, I haven't picked up a baseball in 10 years. Like, or like a softball for that matter. And yeah. ever, or ever. <laughs> Like, right, like, I mean, I played a little bit of softball, but like baseball was my thing. Yeah. Um, was a walk on to a D2 national championship. What team? That's yeah. Like, I stupid impressive. Like, but the thing was, was like, I mean, I'm in the outfield, like asking because I forget, like, if I'm not using the knowledge, I forget the knowledge. So like, I'm not trying yeah, I'm not trying to do anything. So I'm in the outfield, like asking these girls, like, all right, so where am I supposed to like bases or you know, some I'm sure so they like, loved where that. Am I throwing this. They were like, we had um, to try out. <laughs> <laughs> we got scouted. <laughs> and I'm like, my shoulders kind of hurting, like chucking this ball to second base from center. Um That's so cool. it, so I'm on this team. <clears throat> He's trying to teach me how to be like a slap bunter which was the worst it was awful because I was fast so like he just wanted my ass to get on first base like that was the only reason I made the team (laughs) that's fine like I'm here living my best life play to your strengths right um and then it was like the weekend right before our very first scrimmage which I didn't think I was going to get to play anyway right it was a scrimmage game like I was no way in fucking hell that man was going to put me out on the field you know but my dad was like so excited, Aww. so excited because like he had a kid in collegiate sports. Like yeah. he was so excited. Like we made it. Um, so the weekend before that game, he passed away unexpectedly. So like, right, done. Mm. <laughs> this is no longer this, a fun. The story, story was so real. <laughs> <laughs> um, rug out from under us. I'm good at that. Um. <laughs> Surprise. So he passed away oh. and essentially like the the collectedness of what was my childhood. This his death was like the straw that just mm. broke the camera's yeah. back, like everything. I went into like a nuclear meltdown mm. with myself. Um I became suicidal. I did not give a fuck about anything. Um, and one of my, I had become really close to like my photography professor. Um, that man probably saved my life. Like Hmm. he noticed things like spot on. He literally was like, you can medically withdraw from the semester so that your failing grades don't affect your GPA. Like smart. Nice. He literally was like walking me through this whole thing. So sweet. Um, so I end up on like, I'm in therapy and I end up on all these like, like, thank God my college had a free counseling center or like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how anything would have happened with me there. But um, I ended up on all of these medications. 
And what bothered me the most was like the list of side effects on the medication were the exact same as my symptoms. Yeah. Oh, this medication so may make like, you feel suicidal and it's for feeling suicidal. Yeah. Right. Yep. And they're like, That's we want to make sure that you're like, we want to see that you're doing better. And it's like, here's the paperwork that I just downloaded from the internet because that's free. And it like, how am I supposed to get better when the medication right. you're giving me makes me feel fatigued, no right. appetite, like lack of purpose in life, your body, like, yep. this whole thing. Just sit down. Nobody could give me an answer. Like mm. no one can me an answer. And I need to like preface this that like, I'm not like anti-medication. Like I'm no, not it has its like, place. right. But for me, it was just like, this makes no sense that like the things you have me on are exasperate, exasperating, masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're masturbating. Exacerbating, <laughs> I think is how you say it. We're really the smart. things that were really smart. They're making um, it worse. <laughs> people think I spell things in, like incorrectly on Instagram on purpose. It's like, no, it's just on brand at this point. No, I just can't spell. <laughs> can't talk, brain. can't spell. My brain is busy. Um, it's done. Um, so I had, and I remember like my, cause my cousin had just transferred to the school as well and he was playing baseball. So my grandmother was down there and she, I was just so like zonked like, yeah. out of my mind on medications. Yeah. Like I remember this, you know, this woman carrying me around the baseball field and I'm like taking a nap on like this picnic table. Like wow. it's two o'clock in the afternoon, wow. you know? And it's just like, like after she left, I was just like, this is not it. This is not okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I went to Google and I searched, uh, how do I feel better naturally? Hmm. It was like something like that. And endorphins popped up and I was like, oh, fuck, podcast well. episode title. <laughs> right. Next, next search is like, what are endorphins and how right. do I get endorphins? Like I had no, I, I was an art major. Like I Going have a degree in fine arts. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like all right so then like the first two things that pop up are like working out yeah and I'm like all right like I'll give this a try and you know I go in to like the rec center and I'm like on the stairmaster punch me in the face please you should definitely choose a stairmaster (laughs) to feel better (laughs) um (laughs) so masters it (laughs) right that's this is the guy this is it um So I come home for winter break and my uncle owns a t-shirt shop and he goes, Hey, we just did t-shirts for like this gym in the area. Like you should try it out. Well, it was a CrossFit gym. And then like after that, I was like, I went in and normally in a CrossFit gym, you don't get a lot of already athletic women. Right. So I walked in and I was like this white elephant, white rhino and like, cause I already had, I was just doing strict pull-ups. Like I was like, you yeah. tell me to do something and I can just mimic what you're telling me to do. <clears throat> and you have I the been strength doing... too. <laughs> well, not then. Like, I mean, I, I've been naturally strong, but not like, not in the way that you need to be for yeah fitness. So I was in there doing things that I probably just shouldn't have been doing. Right. But like, you can do it. You got it. You can do the skills. And so. I graduated from college and I was like on this whole other, I was like, I was in my last year. So like, there was no way 
like I didn't have, I had financial aid. Like I was not, I was not able to take out a federal, like, or not a federal, but like a private loan to like yeah. start my degree over again. Yeah. Um, so I graduated and was like, I want to do fitness. Like I, there's gotta be a way for me to just coach people through this yeah. thing that has finally got me out of a funk because it turned into like, instead of me going, what's my purpose? It was like, I got to go to bed so that I can yeah. wake up and train tomorrow. Find a purpose. I got to, yeah. I got to eat so that I have energy to train tomorrow. Like I got to drink water so that I can recover and train right. tomorrow. Like that was like my tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. So after I graduated, I ended up like bopping around, getting my CrossFit membership. And then I got into, um, introduced to like individual design through the OPEC CCP. And I did all my education through OPEX. I was in, I started that in 20, it's like, it's like when they sold the modules individually, I don't know if they still do that, but like, I was like, I can afford assessment. Like I'm buying assessment and their yeah. assessment was like 600 movements long. <laughs> so I'm over here basically like teaching myself anatomy, physiology, like yeah. how to, like how to assess someone. Um, and being in college, you learn that like, there's a lot of free information out there that I don't have to pay for. Like the, mm. like I have this, you know, $30,000 degree that I'm doing nothing with. So mm. like the idea of pouring another $30,000, $50,000 into another yeah. degree makes no sense to me right. when I can learn this stuff, right. like basically pulling the chunks out that I need. Yeah. Um, so then I got immersed in individual design and that was where it was like, like I saw the effect of how traumatic and how basically people who are unwell find themselves in high intensity fitness. And it's because then my physical pain matches my emotional pain. And I don't have like, then it makes sense in my head. Like I'm hurting physically. So like this emotional pain makes sense. Explain. That's interesting. So like when like when you don't know how to cope with something. Yeah. Right. It's easier, like emotional abuse versus physical abuse. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like high intensity is physical abuse, but what I'm getting at is like, you can Maybe. see the damage. You can see it. You can feel it. It's tangible mm. when it's physical. Yeah. You don't understand it when it's emotional. Like, why can't I just get over this? Uh. Like, I'm not, I'm not hurting. Why can't I just get over this? Yeah. So, a lot of people who are like, I feel awful about myself mm. and I feel down. It's like you go get high intensity and it's like, okay, well now the physical pain hurts, but also I'm getting this endorphins and adrenaline rush and it essentially becomes like an addiction. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel good about myself when I go in here and I kill myself and I just put it all out there on the floor yeah. and I'm dying. And it's a cycle of self-punishment that we think is progress. Ooh, that's actually, I've never thought about that, but, yeah. and I think something that I run into a lot, I don't know if you run into it as a coach, you may not, but you may, who knows, um, is people are so disconnected from their bodies that often physical pain is one way to access the body. Cause if you go through something traumatic and you don't know how to cope, 
you, you just shut down because thank you, Kitty, because your body is trying to protect you. Like your body's doing the best it can. He would join the interview right now. Yeah, right now. Uh, <laughs> so one of the only ways you can access your body is through physical pain because sitting in your emotions, you don't know how, and it's uncomfortable and it's hard. And so they access it through physical pain, which is why a lot of people will self-harm. Like if you're so overwhelmed, if you're so disconnected, well, what's going to bring you back into your body? Yeah. Literally harming yourself. Yep. And I do, I actually, I do see that a lot as a coach. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, my job is literally to look for patterns. Can you please stop? We love There's him. probably a squirrel in the front yard. That's her dog, um, by the way, named Luke. Who is, <laughs> I really just follow you for Luke. I mean, honestly, so people cute. come to the fitness, but they stay for Luke. Like, Second best it. dog on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Only because my dog um, is first, but they can oh, all be uh, first. All dogs are number. You, you might have to fight on that one, though. Um, You'll kill me. <laughs> I'm not fighting. <laughs> I have no idea. How I'm running away, and I'm not even fast. <laughs> so I'll just die twice. Oh man, no. But like, I see this a lot. I actually see it a lot with people, and they don't realize that, like you know, like I have this consistent pain in my shoulder. I was like, all right, well, like, why? Well, I think I tore my labrum. That's like, all right, well, have you gotten an MRI? Like, has anything happened? It's like, no, like sometimes <laughs> it flares up. Sometimes it doesn't. It's like, okay, time. well, whatever, you know, whatever the reason is. Right. right. So then it's like weeks and weeks and weeks go by and they're fine. Mm. And then all of a sudden some high stress situation happens in their life again. And then their shoulder starts hurting. And it's like, and it, repeats itself mm-hmm. and it repeats itself and it's like you know every once in a while I'll, I'll point it out and it's like oh like I never realized that when my life is super stressed out like I yeah. get this pain in my shoulder and it's not to like minimize that people do actually have injuries and might have no, a right. scap issue or like structural imbalance whatever um but it's funny how it's almost like a memory of your body going mm-hmm. hey it's like a low battery light essentially like hey you're super stressed out like I'm trying to warn you right now before you really fuck your shit up like yeah you got to tone it down like you got to figure out something else um a lot it's it's ridiculous because it's like yeah actually you know like you're right like I'm having a really hard time at yeah like I'm having a really hard time at work so like I feel like I should just be able to push through everything and like Mm -hmm. be fine and it's like we're taught that, but like, can you really do that? Like, can you really just like move past? Yeah. And then, and then shit gets fucked. Right. <laughs> like, at what like, cost? And right. I think you may, and that's an interesting distinction that you make because I just had another interview right before you, Marina, who is wonderful. Um, but she was saying like a lot of, and I hate this term, high achievers, which I think is a bullshit term, but a lot of people who, fit the capitalistic definition of success. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the type of people that hire coaches. And so they're typically what we learn is that if we grind enough, if we work hard enough, if we push through long enough, we can do it because it's worked in other aspects. So we're like, well, duh, I'm going to apply it to everything. Cause that's what our little gremlin brain does. We're like, it works one time. We're doing it everywhere. It's gremlin. Yeah. gremlin brain. It's so real. But so if we become yeah. pushers, we think we can push through that, but it comes with a cost. And what I see a lot is people will work themselves into what they think is depression, but it's their body shutting down. So like, I couldn't get out of bed for three days. And I'm like, it's because you've been anxious 
and vomiting for three months. So your body's like, we're going to die. We're done. I'm going (laughs) to force you to rest, bitch. So do it. And they're like, I'm depressed. And I'm like, well, I would be depressed too. If I were always anxious, like your body shuts you down and people who are disconnected don't know how to listen. It's not their fault. People don't know. They survive the best they can. And often we survive by shutting down. Hmm. So we got into that, but you no longer do CrossFit. Why not? No. No. Um, (laughs) no, a few different reasons, right? Like, and and I I always have to like preface some things like I am all for CrossFit people. Please don't. I am all for nothing over something, right? Like CrossFit was very much my entry point into where I am now. Without an introduction to a barbell, I could have become a cardio bunny, like because I didn't know any better. Fair. Right. I think what CrossFit does really right is introduce people to strength. Mm. The concept yeah, of they strength do. and performance versus what is my body looking like right mm. now. There. And I think that that's very hard to do in the fitness world because yeah. 85% of us understand bodybuilding. We understand that fitness equals aesthetics. And so. honestly, that's where a lot of coaches sit. <clears throat> They sit and do you want to lose? Do you want your waist to look like mine? Do 10 crunches a day. And it's like, what the fuck? You make money selling that yeah, snake no. oil? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's no, terrifying it's because a lot of people know how to use buzzwords. They manipulate people. Yeah. yeah. What marketing is. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the unfortunate part is like, unless you're educated, you don't know the difference, right? Like, yes, I want to lose weight, but like, or like when you have someone competent enough to know that when somebody says, I want to tone, it just means they want to build muscle, right? Like if you're saying I want to tone, there's a good chance you don't actually know what goes on behind that. Right. Right. So me as a coach, I might market like, here's how, here's a program to get you toned. Right. But it's like, hmm, no, I'd rather just explain to you that toning means adding more muscle mass, which means like, yeah, yeah your weight might go up and also like your body comp's going to change. And it's yeah. not going to be a matter of you losing weight on doing cardio six days mm-hmm. a week. Right. Like, that's not how you, you can't tone what's not there. Right. Um, good, good distinction. So it's like, it's, it's tapping into that emotional part mm-hmm. of, which is again, what CrossFit does, right? Like Mm -hmm. I need people to be there so I can rely on them for motivation and to push me and to feel Mm -hmm. good and this and this and this. And then what happens is you realize that when you're on a program essentially built for no one. Mm -hmm. Because it's built for everyone. Right. So technically it's built for no one. Right. Right. And I think a lot of the times too is like a lot of people don't talk about the ideal client coming into their gym. Right. So yeah. in in the case of CrossFit, for example, they talk about general health and the GPP, which is like general population. Like I want to look good, feel good and be strong and like not be injured. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a case. And it's like maybe let's focus on slowing shit down mm-hmm. and not doing Olympic lifting for time. You know, like if you're going to say this is for gym pop, then like let's right. actually program some stuff for gym pop. 
Right. And I think that that disconnect is where it's like where it starts to break down. Right. Because yeah, I can walk in here and I'm assuming that these coaches can can do the things I need them. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting these coaches to know all to teach. Yeah. Right. To teach, to help me to get better. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that the CrossFit business model is not meant for a CrossFit coach to thrive. Oh, it's just not meant to be that way. Like, can you imagine coaching the exact same thing 40 hours a week for $15 an hour? <laughs> it's just, that's not how you can make a living. Yeah. It's just not like, it's not, you know, yeah. and then you're expected to go in there and also do the same high intensity workout as the rest of the, as the rest of the group. And then you're like, why the hell am I burnt out? <laughs> right. Like, so I stopped doing CrossFit. Um, I, let me say, I went into CrossFit. I realized I was good at CrossFit. I try to be an athlete in CrossFit and I fucked up my shoulder so badly oh, wow. that basically on the rebuild, I was just like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, did you not, is that because, um, like mechanics, was it, what do you think the issue was like poor coaching, poor adaptability, not like adaptability, like the plan wasn't individualized. Like you weren't. What was the issue? Or is that just really quite common? No. So when I doing it, when I decided I was going to start doing competitive CrossFit, I knew yeah. that a class model was not how I was going to get better. So I hired a one-on-one -on -one coach, mm -hmm. which is where I started working with Marcus Philly. Um, he was my one-on-one -on coach for years. Um, and that was like, I'm pretty sure it was before functional bodybuilding even had an Instagram account. I'm out here doing Philly presses and stuff like, yeah. Um, and it wasn't that it was the program or the training itself. It was the fact that I was living in somebody else's house. I was sleeping on a mattress trying to figure out how I was going to pay my bills and be an athlete and my body couldn't recover. I was stressed the fuck out constantly. Yeah. I was working 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., training twice a day. Yeah, wow. Trying to eat all the food, trying to get enough sleep. And the fa like, I just couldn't recover. Like, my body was not as resilient as it needed to be to perform in the sport. And, like, that's just the truth. Like, okay. I carry trauma. Like, I carry it. And, like, I would try to work through it. But my sense of getting overwhelmed is, like, like instantly. Yeah. There's no, like okay, like, you can feel this turning. It's like, nah, like <laughs> it's on. And like, you just have to wait till yeah. the switch turns off. Um, so that like, after my shoulder surgery, kind of like on the build back up, I was just like, you know, like it was a very hard thing to wrap my head around as far as like losing my identity mm -hmm. as an athlete. Like I was training twice a day and like, this was what I wanted to do. And now all of a sudden I didn't have a goal. Yeah. And it really wasn't until, what was that, 2016, I think. It really wasn't until, I want to say, like, when COVID hit and, like, I was working out in the park where I really just accepted the fact that, like, wow. I'm not an athlete anymore. What was that, like, that's four years. Yeah. You know, like, that, I had tried, yeah, I worked at, when I was working at OPEX HQ, I thought maybe being over there, I could just kind of like, all right, like, let me get back in this. Like, yeah. let me, like, I'm at, I'm at the mothership. Like, I'm going to try 
to do my full-time job and train. Yeah. And it was just like, again, back to like that instant, like I was just not resilient enough to yeah. take on the volume and the intensity, recover from it and have a full-time job. Yeah. I just couldn't. Uh, and that was just like, that was just the truth. Um, mentally, I was not tough enough to handle everything that needed to be Oh, we'll put that in clothes. That's not true, but that, and I just have the room. Yeah. Right. And that's what I mean. Like it, and that's, and that was a lot of it. Like a lot of people don't actually understand what it takes to be an athlete in a sport where it's like mentally, physically, like if you're not in it, like it's not going to work. I think a lot of people don't understand what it's like to give their all to anything. Also true. They think they do. They think they do. Yeah. Which is why I think you'll see a lot of athletes will do well later in business and in careers, like, because they get it, the sacrifice, the time, the discipline, the showing up, the, Mm -hmm. all of it. But people who weren't athletes, not to say like athletes are inherently better, but like the training that goes into being an elite athlete, if you've never given your all to something and watched it get set on fire some days because you're always not good enough. Like that builds so much resilience that really normal people do not have because they've just never done it. Yeah. But I think the thing too is like, although I never made it to even, I never even like skimmed the surface of where I wanted to make it. Like I just wanted to be like consistently showing up at regionals when that was a thing. Yeah. My best finish in the open was 116th. And then two months later I got a shoulder surgery. So it's like, I, although I never made it to be able to understand that next level of sacrifice, yeah. like I understood that like, I didn't have friends. I didn't have a social life. Like mm-hmm. I would go home, I would eat, I would sleep and I would rinse and repeat the next day. Yeah. And that's ter- like, it's kind of terrifying, like how much I did give up mm-hmm. and how, how little I was giving up compared to like how other people have to give up things. Yeah. You know, it's like, were- at a different level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, and I understood it from the perspective of like a starving artist. Mm -hmm. I was an art, art major, right? Like you don't spend money on things. You buy $50 tubes of oil paint. Like you don't get nice things. You get, you get supplies, art supplies. Right. Like, and that's it. So like you understand that, like, if I want to be good at this thing, there's a lot of shit you have to give up. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, my entire paycheck was going to my coach, which was why I was sleeping on the floor in somebody else's house. Like I didn't have any money on my own. Like this is what I gave up to be an athlete. Yeah. And it still wasn't enough. Like that's a, that's an ego blow. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like I under, but, and the thing was, I never, I never beat myself up for not feeling like I wasn't sacrificing enough, Mm. right? Like I always, like, I knew that I was doing everything I possibly could in the situation I was in. Yeah. And like, like just now, like thinking about it, like I was training twice a day, six days a week. And I was eating, I mean, I was eating like 3,500 calories a day. I was large. I was in pain. And I mean, large, I mean, like I was puffy, like there was so much inflammation in my body. I was constantly in pain and I was just living like that. Like it was normal. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was your normal. 
what? And now I'm like, dude, if I can hit the gym three or four days a week now, like that's crazy. like so happy. <laughs> Living my best life. Living my best life. So we got into okay. coaching and how has that informed because your your messaging is so consistent. And it's one of the reasons that I chose to work with you. One, Luke. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. I was like, I even told David when I started following, I was like, David, she's a super badass and she has a dog she's obsessed with. We're basically the same person. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to hire this bitch. I don't care how much she calls. And he was like, she sounds great. And I was like, she fucking is. <laughs> Here we are. No, literally, I was like, she's obsessed with her dog. This is my pet. <laughs> you think I'm playing? I'm not. He has a frisbee that he loves. Like, uh, I'm in the Luke fan club. No <laughs> percent. Where was I going with that messaging? Oh, your messaging is so consistent. And I was like, listen, she doesn't give a shit about like the traditional, traditional, traditional. Maybe that's a word. The traditional overhyped fitness rhetoric that is restriction, 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 scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. Mm-hmm. We only do the donkey kicks to get our butt to look good. Never mind that like your legs carry you around and you want them to be strong. <laughs> like forget about that. Fuck that noise. Oh, but it was really hard yeah. too because when as someone who's been an athlete, as someone who like is thick, is muscular, I have always had to buy extended calf boots for my entire life. I actually have to buy boots, go to a cobbler and get the calf extended. Like not Some a people joke. wish they had that problem. You know that, right? <laughs> and he's like, stop buying these boots. And I'm like, no, I pay you oh, to extend right? them and we're happy. Oh, but done. as someone who's never been small, will likely would, it could happen, but it would take an astronomical amount of work that I'm not willing to do and an astronomical amount of restriction that I'm not willing to do to see someone. And I think you and Annie Miller do this really, really well. So people go find Annie Miller on Facebook. Go find her now. She's awesome. Also Allison, she's fucking dope. We love Annie. We love. Um, But something you guys do really well is like to go from an abundance mindset. You can lift more because you're worth taking care of your body. You can lift heavier because you're going to be strong as fuck and you're going to be harder to kill. Like you're going to lift more because you push yourself, not necessarily to be smaller, to take up less space, to be Mm -hmm. more aesthetically pleasing. Like it's not Mm -hmm. the goal. And that kind of messaging is honestly so refreshing, so refreshing. And I imagine that like with the goal to be big and strong and capable and resilient, like, and to not kill yourself has informed where you stand now. It's like before we pressed record, we were like, let's talk about the basics. So like you do these things that are so, so foundational that a lot of people miss. They'll be like, oh, I'll tell you what to eat on a menu if you go out. And it's like, I want to eat whatever I want. (laughs) Yeah. reason. I want to smash 10 tacos on Taco Tuesday and then go (laughs) out and lift a shit ton of weight because your girl's eating tacos. Yeah. So I I love if you talked about that. Well, you said, you said it best, right? You understand that you're not willing to do the things it takes to get there. And that is the disconnect people have, Mm. right? Like if I wanted to get down to 6% body fat and lose my period and hate myself, I could, I don't want to fucking do it. (laughs) Like, because I do want to go out on taco Tuesday and demolish 10 tacos. And then like, 
yeah. lift heavy weight. Like, right. it's, or take it's, the next day off. Right. It's like, I, I believe like I came from a system where this higher order thinking, it wasn't restrictive. That's not how they thought about it. Mm. But in me and in my emotional constant state and like not always just like, you know, humming at the same tune every single day, like I needed this like flow mm-hmm. to happen. And I kept trying to fit myself in this like this box. We're such control freaks. <laughs> and I was just like, I cannot like I can't put myself in this box where like what you call higher order Mm. is what I look at as restriction. Like, Mm. I don't want to feel bad for wanting to go get gluten heavy tacos from meat. I don't know where it came from. Like, (laughs) you know, like sometimes, sometimes I just don't give a fuck. Like, I just want to go to the thing. I like, it's 2021. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's true. Like, I don't know what the fuck is meat probably killed a cat and like mixed it up together in the back like I don't fucking know like still good but but like you know and I think a lot of that like it comes from my background of number one being a performance-based athlete Mm. I luckily never like I remember I do remember growing up and like wanting to be a Victoria's Secret model like you remember like the low-rise jeans you got Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears thank god went away Oh God, thank God. Like, and it's like, how do I, how do I do that with my body? You can bury me in high waist jeans. I don't give a right? fuck. Right. Oh, I'm rocking them right now and I'm sitting down. Like, like, how do I do this with my body? Right. And for a while, like I, I leaned into it, but I never, like, I just like, like that realistic part of my brain was like, this is just not going to happen for you. And like, that's okay. Like, yeah. I'm and not I think for... over at night about it. I think for a lot of people, they realize it's not going to happen and they beat themselves up. Yeah. Especially yeah, women. Sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. Like we're taught that fairy tale ending, like you've got to do this to get the man and then mm. you're going to be happily ever after. And it's like, not even just to like, get the man, just to be, a, just to be worthy. You have to be pretty worthy or sorry, man or woman. Yeah. Man or, or woman. non-binary uh, whatever. or whatever. Um, All inclusive fairy tale. <laughs> everybody's welcome but you have to be pretty you have to be pretty and pretty means tiny and I like and the thing too is like and I look at this from a male's perspective too right I grew up like I moved in a gym I went gym to gym to gym to gym and there's all these attractive males shirts off sweat flying around and I'm like this is great (laughs) but then you meet them and you're like you have no sustenance to you what's you're a beautiful (laughs) creature you are you a cardboard box. No, yeah, you have no depth inside yeah. of you. And it's like, it's funny because it's like when people meet me, they automatically assume like, oh, like he's your guy. And like, this is the kind of person you'd like. And it's like, you <laughs> have funny. no idea. Like yeah. I absolutely, like I watch bodies change for a living. Yeah. And not even like, it's a symptom. Like it's a side effect of the yeah. things I give them. I could give a fuck less about what your body looks like because I know it could change if you want it to change yeah like your your body does not tell me about who you are Mm. and the person inside of you it just that's so different from most coaches because they really go in with the body transformation as the goal but that's which makes sense they're speaking to their market but that's fine if your ideal client is somebody who's like i've got to look good and like i've just never and that's the thing too is i feel like the aesthetics go with the material 
like super materialistic people go with the aesthetics mm. like has to be That's a thing funny. and it's like i've just never been materialistic like i it doesn't matter i could be a gazillionaire my ass is still gonna go to goodwill on, on sunday morning and like see the trinkets that i could find and shit. like it's just it's just not who i am like, yeah and i think a lot of that comes from my upbringing like my family was always like we gathered around food we gathered around drinking like not whatever but like we gathered and we did the thing everyone was and, drunk like, while just, you were a baby wow. and vodka in your bottle <laughs> plastered we're starting um, early <laughs> um but like we always gathered and it was like it was like this is how we get to know each other and you don't really ask questions right mm -hmm. like if the you know my grandmother cooks with sugar and butter and like i mean like betty crocker butter like <laughs> like you know what i'm talking like it's it's just it's not the best food but like yeah. you don't ask right like you don't ask <laughs> because you didn't, from the south right you just eat it and i think like you could you could sit here and say like oh that's society telling you like you can't you don't have control and you have to manners and this and that but i also think it taught me that like sometimes you just gotta shut the fuck up and just like <laughs> Like you just got to enjoy like what's sitting in front of you. Okay. And like, sometimes it's I not think that's actually be... great life advice. Shut the fuck like, up and enjoy like, what's in front like, of you. Right. Like sometimes you just got to stop pretending that you're better mm. than what's being presented to but you. But gremlin like, brain. We want to be better than everyone. Right. Like, yes, no. and I, I do like, again, there's this like this ebb and this flow that I think a lot of people aren't willing to discuss. Like people, people are like, oh, well, you're only in control of the things that you're in control of. And like, your life is what you repeatedly do. And it's like, true, it is. But like, also when shit happens and like this day is not the same as the rest, how the fuck do I get through this day? <laughs> By crying. <laughs> like, and that's, that's where it's like, you're not a fucking robot. Like, oh, a missed true. Workout. like, and then you start to like pan out and it's like a missed workout, like your your job that you hate like mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things like there's a trade-off and there's an ebb and a flow and yeah. if you don't understand what that trade-off is mm -hmm. then you don't get to speak up about it like i want the aesthetics but i'm not willing to do the things to get there okay then shut the fuck up yeah and you know, i like, find something i love that you're saying that because something i find all the time is people just lie they just lie to themselves, to me. Well, I don't, Instagram. I think what happens is a lot of people don't actually understand what it takes to get there. And I think a lot of they people tell themselves that they can. And then when you present it, it's like, no, like I just, and, and I, I actually just had this conversation with someone. It's like, you're going to show up and do what you want every day. <laughs> and if you don't want Damn. to go to the gym, you're not going to fucking go. Like you're going to do the things you want to do. Right. And mental health and illness aside, I realize that sometimes there's things that we can't control. Right. And Discipline I say that is a again, skill and from, privilege, yes. all these things. Yes. But it's like, at the end of the day, if I want to get up and do the thing, I'm going to get up and do the thing. Yeah. And it's going to feel effortless because I want to be doing it. I don't so know getting that I agree with the last understanding, part. No? I think it can feel effortful and that's okay. Effort, no, yeah. I meant like effortless in the sense of like, I can just, I want to do it. So I'm just like, ah, I take okay. the first step. I take the yeah, first step. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, I take the stance of like, I'll do it, but I'm going to complain the whole time. And it's like, yeah, still gets done. And that's fine. fine. Well, you know, that's fine. Please do it. 
we don't want to do that for everything because that sucks no but, no it's, but yeah, some days you're gonna put your shoes on and be like oh fucking go i mean i literally did that yesterday yeah. i went i was like i don't want to go to the gym today i got up put my clothes on i drove yeah. into the gym i did one set of like upright rows and i was like this ain't it i just walked <laughs> out i was like I'm, I'm not today is not the day but you know what today is not the day we want to honor because that's the ebb and flow that you're talking about like we want to honor it and we want to be honest about what we're willing to do, what we even want. I think a lot of people say they want something, but they don't. And that that's my job. It's not in alignment. I feel like a lot of my job is helping people. It's not even the fitness part. I could mm. program for people in my sleep. Like yeah. it's not the fitness part. A lot of my job, and that's like the first line of my pitch, mm. my pitch, when people email me about can't like when their name comes up on my wait list, very first sentence is my coaching is built on communication. Yeah. And that's it. If you're not communicating with me, I can't be your coach. Yeah. And that's just me. Right. And I feel like I need to communicate more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I communicate so like, enough. And that, and that's the thing, like people fall off and they're like, oh, I'm wasting her time. It's like, no, like, let's, let's figure out why you like, why you fell off. Like, yeah. let's figure out why you think your, why you think your goal is aesthetics. Yeah. But like you're not showing up for yourself. There is a misalignment there. Yeah. There's a misalignment and you telling me, Allison, I just don't understand why I'm not consistent, but I want you to program for me seven days a week. Right. Like there's a misalignment right. there, right? Like right. how about you give me two good days a week? Yeah. For eight weeks. And then we'll talk about three days. Yeah. And that like that yeah. gray area is where a lot of people are like, oh, like we can... I can still do this and like not feel like a total failure. And it's like, yeah. And so many people are all or nothing. And they say, oh, I have to do this 100%. Like, bro, please, 80%. <sighs> I tell people I'm to really half ass most things in their life. I'm like, yeah, half ass it so you can whole ass the other things. Like, I, ju I just talked about yesterday, like this B minus work it idea. It was good. I'm like, I'm obsessed with it. I can't, I can't get past the thought of like, and it's not most people. Every single person I talk to says I am either zero or a hundred. I have like, oh, yeah. there's not a single person in my life who has probably not said that to me. Mm -hmm. Like I do this zero or a hundred. And it's like, yeah. yeah, but what if you did it like 85? Right. What if you were and okay? Like, like it being okay. What if it was okay? And I always ask people like, what's the worst thing that happens? Well, then I'll fail. So what? It's, it's, I feel like it's better. Right. Yeah. It's, Are you it's gonna better die? to like, nope. but like, what, what is failure though? Because right. in my sense, like, I mean, I, I like, and I, I say this and it's a lot easier for me to look at it from like the perspective of like a relationship, sure. right? A relationship's end, mm -hmm. heart's broken. And it's like, okay, well I can sit here and beat myself up for like not mm -hmm. feeling good enough or like, yeah not being the person this person felt like they needed hmm. or I can figure out where I went wrong yeah and how I can fix it like how mm -hmm. I can make sure that because I am the common denominator in my life and in my relationships True. <laughs> and in your right? failures like, and in your I, right so it's not like I'm accepting that I'm everything that went wrong but yeah, like there is something that I can take from this mm -hmm. and like bring into the next thing. I don't believe things happen for a reason. Yeah. Unless That's you funny. find the reason. Well, you have are to find makers. the reason. Right. We like, always decide in our find... own. Meaning. 
you have to decide and find the reason why something happened. And if you don't want it to happen again, then you have to find and decide how to make sure it doesn't happen again. Right. Oh, self-agency. That is very empowering, but a lot of people struggle with it. I was was listening to Aaron Alexander. Do you listen to that podcast, The Align Method? Mm Mm-mm. I will send you the one today because it was fabulous. And he was talking with a spiritualist, spiritualist. Um, And they were saying like, so many people are terrified of taking accountability for themselves. And they want a mommy or a daddy to give them all the answers or a politician or a guru or a coach or therapist to give them all the answers. I actually had a client who told me, I was so excited when I, when I found you, because now I have someone that I can ask questions and will give me all the answers. And I said, Oh no, <laughs> no, honey, <laughs> no, that's not what we do. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't do that for you. Never. I just like life. hold up. I feel like a lot of time all I'm doing is holding up a mirror. Mm-hmm. And then it's because like, people oh. always know. And I say, what do you, what they say? Well, what do you think I should do? And I'm like, I don't fucking like, know. What do you think you should, right? Like, I don't have to live with the consequences. So I'm not telling you shit. <laughs> And two, what do you think? Well, I think I should do this. And I'm like, great, do it. And then they're right, like, like oh, Amanda, answers. you're so smart. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't done anything. I just asked you what you wanted. Done nothing. Yeah. And they tell me, and I'm like, well, fuck it, try it. Like David yesterday was like, do you think I should try the Pomodoro method? It's like a focus method. You work for 20 minutes, take a five minute break. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know, try it. And he was like, okay. And I was like, I'm so smart. <laughs> I'm the smartest. I'm really good at this. Think, like, it's, it's so funny. Cause I've been, I've been so good at doing that. And I think that like, and I mean, like from a coaching perspective, like, that was the part, that was the part that always came natural for me. Mm. Like the, the programming and the science and like all that stuff I had to basically like be, I went through the, my certification and then like yeah. most of it was like self-taught and that was harder than me being able to just be like, I don't know. What do you think? But, but right. Like, what do you think you should do? Like, yeah. do you, does this feel right? Like, does this not feel right? Well, if it doesn't yeah. feel right, then like, don't do it. Right. You know? And it's, it's, I feel like people just need that validation and that self-assurance. And it's like, when you, it's almost like that value exchange comes from, I trust you enough mm-hmm. to listen to what you have to say to me. And like, I don't trust this other person who might be saying the exact same fucking thing. Or themselves. Right. Like, I don't trust myself enough to mm-hmm. question what's going on like yep. the ability to look inward i am learning is not a it's highly it's accomplished skill yeah like no it is a highly accomplished skill most people just don't know like, how to do it. it is a high level skill most people uh, really don't know how to do it or like even begin to know where to do it you know like ah, so it's for funny because a lot of <laughs> i'm gonna give you the you answer go. for everyone that doesn't know I want them, I want you, people listening, to ask yourself throughout the day, how am I feeling? Hey, self, how am I feeling? The second question is, what do I need? Ta-da! That's it. Yeah. That's the whole process. Mine's usually, yeah, like, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. And... What, what the, like what was like the the reoccurring steps to get to this point like uh, what keeps repeating now. yeah well like i'm a patterns person so it's like what keeps mm. fucking ha- like this this thing keeps happening yeah over and over and over again so like what there's got to be something yeah. in the forward here that like is also repeating <laughs> 
It is also repeating itself that I can yeah. catch on to before this thing happens. I wake up every morning exhausted. Oh, maybe it's because you go to bed at midnight. Because you're scrolling. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah like, and it, it, it kills me too. Because it's like, you know, we go back to like that consistency and the simple, the simple things. Like, why is complexity sexy? Like, nobody walks into a bar and goes... I want the most complicated woman because here. we're dramatic. I want girlies. the most complicated man here. Like, no, like I, I would prefer to see and get what I'm looking at. Mm. You know, you like know what's funny. The only people that want that are people that are in alignment. The only people that want that I worked with hundreds of people. The only people that want that are people who are in alignment and who have worked through their own shit. Everybody else, their little dramatic gremlin brain is like, I want a problem to solve and I want drama. I need drama. Yeah. I want drama. I need drama. Yeah. Because they're out of alignment. It is absolutely correlated to you being congruent and authentic. 100% I think, but correlated. But I think it's very hard. It's so hard to get to that point. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a lifelong so process. Like, like it, you I don't still, really- you're just right. there. You stuff. don't. Right. I was about to say, I, you don't, because there's still moments in my life where I'm creating the chaos because oh I'm God, more yeah. comfortable. Gremlin I'm brain. more comfortable in chaos than I am in like calm and, and nothing. Oh yeah. I'll tell you like, something I'll oh do God. is I'll be like <laughs> unloading the dishwasher. It's always fucking dishes. I hate dishes. I'll Same. Like, he never <laughs> loads the fucking dishwasher. He's a dick. <laughs> He's like the world's nicest guy. Okay. He does my laundry and folds it for me. Like nice and i'm like he never yeah. does the dishes i should start a fight about this because i'm bored <laughs> and we just do it we just, just do it so it, it is a process to like be congruent authentic and happy and not it's difficult even to gremlin brain oh yeah it's simple but none of these things are easy yeah <sighs> But I like, and I know that you went, like you were talking about like my message and like how I keep mm, it yes. from going into the, the sexy. And it's like, it's so easy to talk about what to take out of and what, how to restrict yourselves, because that's all we ever talk about. Like, yep. how do I, how do I make my life harder? Yeah. How do you right? make it but like, like less? Right. And it's like, it well, if you feel like you're off, right, there's four things you can consistently go back to that no matter what you're doing are going to work what are those and like this is not I mean well it's not it's not even something I invented right it's just like common sense like if I'm not drinking enough water I'm dehydrated my moods my moods my moods my mood's going to be altered people really think it's vodka because they drink it out of a mason jar most of the time and they're like what is that and I'm like moonshine surprise and then it's sleep like this Mm -hmm. this whole this whole idea of like this badge of exhaustion I hate it like I have always been a human that like I'm in bed for like 12 hours like and I've always been this way like my family makes fun of me for napping I wish I could nap I can't nap I take three hour naps which is why my family makes fun of me but I don't care but like I'm like nine to 12 hours of sleep and I've always been that way Love like, oh, don't fuck with my sleep, man. Because if I'm like, I have become aware. Right. If I don't get sleep, I am moody. Right. Do and you I want me to kill you? Done. Right. So I like, will poison your oatmeal. Sure, you know, I, Allison, I'm not feeling too good. Like I, I'm off. My schedule's not right. 
Okay. Well, you're getting three hours of sleep a night. So like low hanging fruit here. Yeah. Turn the phone off. Turn the phone off. Keep it out of your bedroom. Like that is so much harder. On Instagram. (laughs) That's so much harder to do than go, Hey, take this supplement. And it won't even work. You can take all the supplements and people always want to start at the top of the period. They'll be like, I'm going to take magnesium. And it's like, bitch, you sleep three hours a night. What's magnesium going to do? (laughs) And I, and that's a thing where it's like one-on-one can come into play. Right. So like I have shift workers who are only getting three hours of sleep and it's like, all right, well, how do we make it a really damn good three hours of sleep? Like, like, all right, now we start looking at the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. But like when you're talking to the mass, Mm -hmm. like, and you're talking to a group of people, the thing that applies to everyone is sleep, water, quality of food, and like recovery, like from not even just like training, but like life, like stress management, rest more. I should call I should say stress management instead of recovery. Yeah. Like people feel like, and I've, I've recently been getting into this a lot because now it's getting colder. People are inside for a little bit longer during the day and they're finding that they have more energy. So they want to be in the gym for longer. And I'm like, no, (laughs) you have more energy. Just sit with it. Like, You don't have to expend the energy that makes you feel good. Or put it into something else like creative or a hobby or. But what I'm getting at is like, it's okay to just sit with feeling good. Mm. You don't have, you don't have to do something with it. Right. Like how, how frequently do you wake up in the morning? and You're just like, God damn, it's going to be a fucking great day. Like you're going to hate this answer because I'm an outlier. I know you probably do it all the time. (laughs) Like. Probably 85% of the time, like I wake up every, (laughs) David hates it. I did it this morning. I said, because Madge sleeps on the bed, my dog. And I said, Maggie, we have goals to crush. And he was like, (laughs) but that's like me every morning. So that's, right. that's, I mean. Well, so, well, for a lot of us, we don't have the same kind of response, right? It's like, I understand (laughs) I'm an outlier for that. Right. So it's like just sitting and feeling good. Yeah. is not a common thing that we feel it's uncomfortable for lots of people because so oh, when, here's a real interesting thing if people cut themselves off from the unpleasant emotions they actually cut themselves off from all of them you cannot only feel happiness you cannot only feel good so a lot mm-hmm. of people because they won't allow themselves to sit in the shit in the swamp and process it cannot be happy because they just shut the door mm-hmm. on everything but yeah, teaching yeah. ooh, that's really interesting that you say that. That's not something that I thought about, but it is fascinating. And it's and and you know, there there does come a time and a place where it's like, okay, so I've got this like kind of built up energy of feeling good. What can I do with it now? Yeah. Burpees. But like <laughs> here's some more here's some more fitness. Here's some um, more fitness. It's it's just so funny that like for there are coaches out there that focus on the science and the fitness mm-hmm. and the programming and like X equals you know, this is one without forgetting you want a thousand variables. And I am right. And mine's like 90% human. Like my coaching is very much 99% human, like 1% fitness. Like I can't tell you how many, like oftentimes in my, uh, like in my profession, coaches more, more frequently than not pride themselves on having three to five year clients. The thing in doing this for the last two years is that I've noticed that I tend to give people a, almost this permission 
because they think they have to be in the gym. Mm. And I've had more than one client literally quit their corporate job, not because I like, I wasn't like convincing them or anything, yeah. like, just through discussion. And they've gone into nature and found a job in nature. And they're like, well, I'm not near a gym. So like, I'm like, you know, we can do body weight shit. And they're like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do me for a little while. And I've done that How more times than not. Yeah. Like, and it's like, when you start to understand that the things that you constantly allow yourself to show up for are the same things that are affecting you, you have control to just not show up to the thing that hurts. Can you repeat that? <laughs> You're like, by, by walking into something and knowing I hate this every single day, mm -hmm. it's like, well, no fucking wonder why you feel like shit every single day. Like, you know, like there's a trade-off here. Yeah. And you have and, permission and it, to stop going. You have permission to stop going. Yeah. And, and I, and I tell people a lot of the time that like have a family, like I can't just walk away from my job and it's like, it's fine. You need to understand that your job is where you make money. That mm -hmm. is your trade-off. You get, you don't have to do a career that is fulfilling. Mm -hmm. That's not like, that is the American dream of like, this is my hobby and my career. That's and my the passion. American lie. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's like, sometimes your job is just what makes you money. Right. And then you find the thing that sets your soul on fire. Mm -hmm. And then you do the things that help you be a responsible adult in society. Yeah. Like and they don't wrong. all have to be the same thing. Right. And there's nothing wrong with biding time. I have people all the time who are like, I, I want to quit. I want to quit, but I can't yet. Or I want to, I want to leave this relationship, but I can't because I'm financially dependent or I want to have a place to live or whatever. And I say, okay, let's just work towards that. Bide your but time. Under, again, going back to like, why am I doing this? Why do I feel this way? It's like, under, I'm getting, oh, I'm getting like hyped up now. <laughs> I'm like understanding why you're doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Why are you helps, staying? Helps prevent you from going, I feel like shit. So just fuck everything. Yeah. No, it's like, you feel like shit. It's consent. The relationship. Yeah. The relationship yeah. that you're in is shit. And then when you yeah. understand why, Mm -hmm. It makes it a lot easier to continue to do the things that keep you moving forward. Yeah. Instead of just like falling off totally and then going, well, why does all this always, always happen to me? <laughs> I used to be that person. <laughs> I mean, like my, my life, like behind the scenes never stops. I like scratched my head and now my head oh. is like raging okay. red. Well, a little. <sighs> we got excited. I did. Um, but like my life, like, honestly, if I was on a sitcom, like the last 30 years would just be like nonstop, 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 nonstop. And I used to be that person. Why does this always happen to me? Like, why is this always in my area, in my vicinity? And it wasn't until I li like, I just realized that like, cause I am a total empath. I feel what everybody else around me is feeling because I'm like, I like to think of myself, like, I really just wish I was that guy from Green Mile that just sucked all the demons out of people. And like, I would hold on to them for everyone. And that's just like, bad. I would do that. But that's what I'm saying is like, when I realized that like, I can, I can help you without taking your shit on personally. It was like, this stuff is not happening to me. It's happening around me. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And it's so I'm, much more um, empowering too, to say like, no, no, you have to deal with that. I'm just going to teach you how. Like, like I can give that. you, I can give you the tools, but you have to build the house. Like I can't, right. 
I can't do it for you. And I also can't wait for someone to understand that like, you have to make, you have to do the action. Like I can't do it for you. I can't, I can't lay it all out for you over and over and over again, you know, because I have my own life that I'm trying to do that for. Right. (laughs) So when you change that perspective of a boundary is keeping them out, right. Which is how I thought about it. I want to take away keeping you out and but for me, right. But for me, it's about keeping me in. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do. Like, I want you to get as close to this wall as possible, but like, this is, I can't, I can't do this for the sake of me. Right. Yeah. Cause it's a lot. And, mm-hmm. and we go back to like that people pleasing and like me, myself and I, and it's like, this is how I can understand it better. Mm-hmm. Just by, just by like flipping that perspective of like, I don't want you away from me. I want you yeah. as close as possible. But like, if I get any closer to this, mm-hmm. I'm going to shut down and then yeah. I can't function. And in order to do that, like we have rules, like we have expectations, we have standards. We need people to act a certain way in order to be allowed to spend time or exchange energy with us. And a lot of people please us feel bad about that. That's a much longer conversation, but I love everything that you're saying. I love everything you're saying. And I don't want to take, no, you're, I mean, you're fine, but I think as you get older, continue to party, as you get older, you start to like like I give less fucks about what other people think. You like, have to. You well, you, and you realize that like when you're like, and it, I don't think it comes with getting older. I think it comes with like the, the things that come with life that you don't have to deal with when you're younger. Like Fair. I'm paying bills and I'm paying rent mm-hmm. and I'm providing for myself. And if I'm providing for myself and my dogs, <laughs> Luke's backyard, <laughs> like I just don't give up. Like you don't help me do this thing. Right. I don't have room for you. So like, if, if you're not helping me provide and, you know, give myself this, this yeah. thing in life, then like your opinion is not like, it's nothing. No. I said, to younger, my, right. Yeah. You also don't have all these like, things at stake. No, you've got, it's just like, what is everybody else thinking about me? And like, that's the only thought process you, you have. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Cause there's nothing else going on in your life that you have to like actually right. worry about. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying, who was I talking to? I don't know. It was a client and we were talking about, um, people in their past and how they met a need at one point, but it wouldn't really meet a need now. And it may be potentially problematic. Um, and I said, not everyone that will fit into your past will fit into your future, but So we have to be very disciplined about what you say you want and what you're willing to do to ensure that it happens. Even Mm -hmm. if those people feel bad, even if they're disappointed, even if the relationship dynamic changes, like you, in order to get what you want, I tell people this all the time, in order to get what you want, it's going to cost you the life that you have now. It better because you want a new life. You can't build a new house and live in your old house the whole time and be like, well, I built this whole new house, but I'm never going to live in it. You got to give up your old house. Yeah. Or at least portions of it. Maybe not the furniture, maybe not the rug that you love, but you got to give up your old house in order to build a new house. And that sucks, right? Setting boundaries is hard. That's why I say all the time, like, let people die mad about it. And they're like, oh, what if they're mad at me? And I'm like, well, they can die mad. I hope somebody 
someone is like, Amanda did this thing on their fucking tombstone. This one time, Amanda told me no. Like, if they're not mad enough to put it on their tombstone, they'll be fine. I'm fine. Yeah. They'll be I fine. Think too, Don't let them die mad. I think, like, but I think, too, like, a lot of people think that we spend a lot of time, like, a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about other people. Oh, my God. And they just don't. Grandma they just Brady. don't. People are so consumed with their own selves. Right. Like, people think that when I walk into the gym, people are just staring at me and like, I don't like it. It's like, no, <laughs> no one literally everyone in the gym thinks that everyone thinks <laughs> that everyone is staring at them. Right. Everyone, like right. no one is actually looking at you. If they do, <laughs> it's because they want to see if you're looking at them. <laughs> it's true. That's a gremlin right? brain. What's everyone else like, doing? How do I measure? Yeah. And it's like, when you start to accept the fact that like, no one gives No one cares thought. about you. Right. No one. No one cares. Like no one. Like no genuinely, one like the amount of thought that you might think about your ex or like the past relationship, whatever. Like, like in the like you might think about them one time a day. Like yeah. let's just say like one time a day. But like in the grand scheme of things, maybe that's like sixty minutes a year. Right. <laughs> maybe not even that much. Right. Right. Like we're like everyone's yeah. obsessed with us. Right. Like, Such a gremlin brain mm-hmm. thing to do. Like, are your problems that small that you really think? <laughs> I always tell people they're so egotistical. I'm like, it's not about you. No one cares. And they're like, what? And I'm like, no. Very hard. <laughs> and then it's like, not every, I don't think everything's about me. And it's like, you've said me the last six, six months. So. <laughs> uh, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? And it's a, it's a funny thing. Cause all my clients really, Ooh, this is going to sound really harsh and I'll explain all my clients think I really like give a lot of shits about what happens to them. And I'm like, I do, I do, because my biggest priority is that they are happy. They're healthy and they are living the fucking life that they want free of suffering for as long as you can, not free of pain, but free of suffering. But I tell them all, like, as soon as you pull out of my driveway, I don't give a damn what you do with your life. Like my life is good. It's not my problem. If you're like, Hey, Amanda, I use cocaine a lot and it causes all these problems. And I'm like, well, maybe we should talk about not using cocaine as much. And you're like, no, I'm going to go use cocaine tonight. Like that's your choice. Like, And those consequences are yours. Like, I don't care what you do outside of this session. I hope that you live your life and you're happy and you're proud of it and you're in alignment and you tell people to fuck off and die mad and do what's right for you. But if you don't do those things, those consequences are your own. There's a trade-off. There's a trade. You can not do those things. You can people please and you can lie and you can self-sacrifice and you can be a martyr, but you'll hate your life. Yeah. You won't have a life because you build a prison. And a lot of people don't know they're actually living in prison. Which is honestly so sad. It's terrifying. But this is why we do things like podcasting. So terrifying. We're in a prison. (laughs) Talk to us. (laughs) It's sad. It makes me sad for them. But I'm like, oh, you don't have to suffer so much. Like, it can be easier. And they're like. It can be. It can be by not. Right. It can be by not overcomplicating it. Right. Everything is simple. It, there is, what is it? Core. It's like, it's always, there was a saying that like always give the lazy person the most complicated problem. Right. Find the, the simplest solution to it. I'll tell you an example of that. So we have to put in fence posts because, you know, farm mm-hmm. and, oh my God, it's a nightmare. So there, we have this like green metal fence posts are kind of thin. You have yeah. a, a, 
it's like a tube with a cap at one end and you have to hammer these things in and they suck (laughs) because we also live in clay which is hard and it's rocky and it's anyway it's hard I don't want to do it ever because it sucks right and we have a tractor because farm so I put the bucket of the tractor on top of the thing and I was like dad so my dad was hammering it in hammering it in and I was like oh my god f this I have I would rather take a nap (laughs) I want to be sleeping so I got the tractor and he's like what are you doing with the tractor and I was like we're about to party and so I had him like hold it and I put the tractor bucket on top of it and I was like okay now don't let me hit your head with the tractor because right no sense of pain (laughs) like it's a machine and I pushed it in and he laughed his ass off and he said you are so lazy and I said I literally just saved you five hours like, I don't want to hear shit because I just saved your entire yes. afternoon. Yes. You're welcome. Not that he said, thank you, but I was like, you're welcome. I don't care. I know that you're, you're welcome for those. Yes. And he just laughed and laughed. And I was like, oh no, lazy people. So efficient because I would literally rather be sleeping. It is like, I think again, we like, we come from a place where it's like work hard, grind, hustle, this, this, this. I hate it. And it's like, you're sitting here telling me that if you could work a 15 hour work week, make the same amount of money, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> like, oh, no, sorry, because what? they glorify like, the hustles. Right. Like lack of sleep. And I'm, I feel like shit all the time. And mm-hmm. I'm on, you know, all these medications and like, but I hey, magnesium like, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm hustling real hard and like right. getting things done on a treadmill. Like, Get out of here. It's just not necessary. Yeah. Sometimes, hmm. a lot of the time. How do people find you? It's not a lot of the times. That's true. Sometimes it is. Oh, how do people find me? Uh, how do people find I mean, you? If they're like, holy shit, Allison, I, <laughs> I want to hang out with you. I want to pay you to talk to me. <laughs> how do people find uh, you? Your newsletter you know, banging, like, by the way. You love that? I love I'm trying it. to get, you know, the email marketing thing just killed me. Like hmm. it's. Graham I'm Cochran is great for that. I'll send you his podcast. He's wonderful for it. I'm like trying so hard to like, all right, well, I've been on Instagram, you know, for like 10 years now. Um, oh, just Allison, Allison McHale. Um, spell it for us, please. M, full Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, McHale, M-C-K-A-I-L. Um, and then my website's allisonmchale.com. Pretty straightforward over here. Um, but yeah, like I've only been on Instagram. I'm trying to expand out. I'm just where this email marketing thing is coming from. Cause I'm pretty sure Facebook and Instagram are com- combined and like this whole new internet's coming and I'm too old. I'm too old for this. <laughs> God, the meta metaverse, <sighs> which they which straight up stole other. from people. And I'm like, you fucking would Facebook, you dick. <laughs> so, you know, we're living our best life over here right now. So I am trying to very much. And you just launched a new thing. So before people could only work with you one-on-one. Yeah. Oh no, I was like screaming in my head about it. I was like, fucking. I really felt like for a while, like you were my coach and I was just like riding just along. I was like, this woman has my back and I love this. I exist to be a hype woman. (laughs) I mean, literally that's what you were. Like I would, I would probably just pay you to follow me around and just like, gonna be a good day like all day like, <laughs> is my dream job so don't threaten me with a good time 
I'm coming to do it. Uh, Can you imagine yeah. if you were just like, you woke up and I was there like, Allison, today's going to be a really great day. We have goals to crush. And you would be like, I'm going to sleep with rope. <laughs> and I'm just like, we have dreams to chase, bitch. Get up, get the fuck up. You look fabulous, by the way. I love to watch you sleep. It's just a masterpiece. That art degree made you art, boo. You a masterpiece. Fuck the Mona Lisa. Fuck her. We need the, we need the Mona Allison. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I just launched my group program called Beach Bum Fitness. Love it. Um, so cool. I, you know, when I started it, I never thought I would ever, ever, ever do a group program. Like ever. How many and people joined? That, um, quite a handful. Like, I'll be honest. No, I, I, <laughs> I, just, I don't, okay. I, I hate, I hate that. I hate that thing. Cause then people immediately start doing the math. And it's like, that's not the point. That's what I want to know. <laughs> right. Like, that's not the point. Enough. Um, <laughs> enough join. Um, but the thing was, was like, I wanted to just like dip my toe in it because my one-on-one wait list had gotten out of hand. Like, yeah. and I mean out of hand, like excited. Like I was dumbfounded at how many people signed up to work with me one-on-one. So it happens in alignment. Like, and being like the being the person I am, the moment you ask me for help, like I need to figure out a way to help you. Like I need to figure out a way to help you. Yeah. Um, and I knew that like, like doing this, I didn't, I wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel. I was not trying to like create some new un like newfound yeah. thing that like had never been heard of. Like all of the science I know was learned by way smarter people than I would <laughs> could ever find myself in a room in yeah. with. So like, I just took these basic principles and I put them in a program that I knew that if you were doing it, it was meant to help you progress mm-hmm. in a way that would last for a year. Yeah. And if you wanted to do it again, you could, because it awesome. literally just rinses and repeats. And the way that it's set up is movements can be interchanged with one another. So depending on what you do year one, Mm-hmm. It's totally different year too, because I give you options. That's cool. It's based on balancing movement patterns and then progressing in like your bigger main lifts. Mm-hmm. So for example, like if you're not super comfortable lifting a barbell, that's fine. We, we have, you can use a dumbbell, you can use mm-hmm. a kettlebell. Like it, this is not, it's not, so it's, it's flexible. That, yes, it's very flexible. It's, it's the sense that like, it's okay if you, you know, it's not going to be perfect. It's not meant to be perfect. Yeah. It's meant to give you something to start now yeah. so that you aren't waiting to mm-hmm. get onto something that is like, um, like a, a six week challenge. Time, yeah. But, and that's the thing, like, it's not, God, I could, I mean, I could go on forever with it. Like there's so many programs out there, like, and I have, talk to so many of the big names that have group programs and they are rinse and repeating the same six weeks over and over and over again and there's a way to build out a plan that lasts for a year that progresses yeah when you get on a lower cost membership what tends to happen is it's more about what's going on in this six weeks what's going on in this six weeks and then like there's like what happened last six weeks and what's happening this six weeks. And that's as far in the future as they look mm-hmm. versus like I wanted to 12 build months. Yes. Yeah. Sustainable 
fitness. Like, and you're, you're it's not expensive what you're, what it's priced at. It's $97 a month. Right. Which is absolutely insane, which is insane. That's I've, such an insane value. Yeah. I think like, to me, like there has to be, and I, again, the longer I do this, the more I realize it, that there is an absolute exchange of value. Mm-hmm. And that value, unfortunately, for a lot of us is money, right? Like a lot of people don't actually understand that by, by committing to something, I could just do this and be committed to it. Like mm-hmm. I've got, if, instead it's like, well, I'm not going to miss this because I'm paying this much money. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to do the fitness because yeah. I'm paying this much money. Yeah. Right. But I, if I could just give people fitness for free, like, but you know what you do, masses, your Instagram has so much information. And I do like, and that's like, that's where it's like, there's, there's these tiers of like, all right, like here, like you can do what I did, which is take all the free information that you possibly can put it together, figure it out from all the people. And then you start to kind of, yeah. And then you start to like, like DIY, like literally, um, you can get on this plan with a little bit more, like with a shit ton of structure. Or it's like, you know, and you can sit on this plan until, you know, I give you that email where it's like, Hey, like you're off my wait list and we can work one-on-one together. Um, but I never saw it going as well as it has. Oh, I love that. Like that was like, I, I was waiting and waiting and trying to get everything perfect and right. And like (laughs) business and like this and that. And I was like, if I just don't fucking launch this program now, it's never going to (laughs) happen. And honestly, like it's such a good way to manage your own energy and impact. Like it's so scalable, which I think a lot of people don't understand why businesses have tiered products. It's because you can help more people at that mm-hmm. price point because it may be affordable for more people, or maybe they're not willing to pay you the one-on-one price. Like, okay, dope, but you can still get really good results and your impact grows. So I love it. I love it for you. Yeah. So fuck yeah. I'm yeah, I just and I, I always go back to like, I never thought I would be launching a group because I didn't want to fall into that category Mm. of this is fitness. And like, Mm. everybody who's a fitness influencer has a group program. But like, I think where I think, (laughs) well, yeah, it it is scalable. And it's it's that's a huge, it can work. It's a huge component of it. Mm -hmm. And I see the power behind in my voice and my message of giving people the basics and like understanding that like by just doing the minimal you can still find success yes like it doesn't have to be over the top it doesn't have to be three hours in the gym like oh my god this come out be done like right. fitness does not have to be your life for it to be in your life yeah and i think like and and when beach bomb fitness came out like the whole, the whole thing that I was starting to get behind was like, I found this hobby of paddleboarding. Mm-hmm. Was it active? Yes. But like, is that why I was doing it? No. Like I yeah. honestly did it because it was the best way for me to get a tan without laying on the beach for 12 hours. Like, <laughs> right. That's why I started. You right. Know? So it was like this hobby I found gave me a reason to do something outside of fitness, mm-hmm. but like by working out four days a week, I now had a fifth day to do something that had no responsibility attached to it. Like yeah. I just do this thing because I want to do it. Which is lovely to just do things because you enjoy them is so healing. And I think that that's like, I mean, that's a huge component of what 
beach bump feet like beach bump fitness is like i didn't even make up the name like a lot of people are like oh like this was i was like no like my followers literally saw me doing fitness in the park so barefoot and they were like beach bump fitness and i was like we're using this <laughs> this is great no this is good huh. so again it's just been like it's been just so like organic. my oh my like i'm such a purist <laughs> if it feels forced like it's never gonna happen like everything up to this point has happened because I'm listening and it's the path of least resistance which honestly often means it's the right path Hmm. so if people have amnesia for the last hour and a half by the way you were so nervous and look at you thriving oh my god has it oh my god it has been an hour and a half yeah that's why I keep saying like I don't want to take your whole day and you're like wow we're partying now I need to party in like 45 minutes no, this is fabulous. Time flies when you're as great as we are. Um, <laughs> if people have amnesia and they're like, I don't remember anything you just said. Uh, what do you want them to remember? Oh my gosh. To uh, leave with? Go to bed at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning. All right. Start there. Like genuinely start there. Legit. <laughs> like, and people are like, oh, that's stupid. You know, like, there's no way. And it's like, just try it. Try it. Try it. And Trust see how me. different <laughs> how different your mood is the next day. Like, right. after, after a few weeks of doing that. Word. And if they want to find you, work with you, Allison McHale at Instagram and AllisonMcHale.com. That's it. Yeah. And for your newsletter, it's quality. I enjoy it. I get, I've started, like, I've really started to kind of, like, just... I was, I started very like professional in my emails. Like, God, isn't that like I thought I, like I thought I needed to. And I'm like, so exhausting. No, fuck it. Like if, yeah, don't go in, don't sign up. If you're not into like super sarcastic, like bluntly <laughs> speaking, right? like this is no bullshit. For you. <laughs> this is not for you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> not for you. Not for you, boo. My non-bullshit message board in there. Love it. Dude, thank you so much. This was. Yeah, you're very welcome. Lovely. You're very welcome. Okay, friends, go to bed. Go to bed at the same time every go night. Go to bed. Go to bed. Tell them Allison said so. We like you. I mean, we like. She's my coach on Instagram. I'm everybody's coach. I'm the people's coach. <laughs> like Dwayne Johnson, but smaller and cuter. But still just as loud. <laughs> and we'll also. Give you the people's elbow or whatever he calls this thing. Because I am the people's coach. <laughs> and you deserve it. <laughs> we give the people what they want. Oh God, I love we give it. the people what they want but didn't know they needed. Right, which is the people's elbow. Yes. <laughs> which is an elbow to their rib cage yes. while they're on the ground. We're going to restore mm-hmm. your heart. It's fine. It's fine. It'll fine. be fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. You don't know Hi, friends. <laughs> you don't know what to that's extra. That's what you get in the one-on-one coaching. <laughs> extra people's elbow. Oh my God. You're fabulous. Thank you so much. Of course. Okay. Bye y'all. Bye.